Hi there. Welcome to OTs Get Paid, the podcast for OT entrepreneurs, where we learn about everything you need to know to move from thinking like a therapist to acting like a CEO and making good money along the way. Are you curious how to continue to be true to your mission of helping others as an OT and get paid what you're worth? Do you want to know the best tips that add zeros to your bank account? Do you wonder how other OTs do it too? I'm your host, Trish Williams, a Canadian, a mom, a not-so-closet choir nerd, an occupational therapist of over 26 years. I spent most of those years loving my profession, but secretly wishing I could get paid a lot more. Did I feel like I had an important job that had great impact on my clients and society? Check. Did I also wish I could feel validation in that work through getting paid enough to feel financial freedom? Check, check. So finally in my 40s, as a single mom who needed to get real with my income, I built two six-figure businesses including my latest as an OT entrepreneur coach at Trish Williams Consulting. And through this, I heard the secret shame that others felt the same way too. So I'm raising my voice and raising my profile of this issue and probably raising my prices. I'm here to talk about OTs making money. So let's do like Scrooge McDuck and dive into those giant piles of gold coins and get swimming and start this episode. Welcome, OT entrepreneurs, to another episode of the OT's Get Paid podcast. Today, we are talking about paid ads. I know what you're thinking. You're saying, do we really have to talk about this? I'm actually really interested in this, Trish, but I'm also totally overwhelmed. I've heard of them. And because I'm an OT and I'm the typical OT business owner, what I know is organic traffic. And this feels like a huge mountain to climb. And I understand that because 90% of what we've talked about on this podcast and most of what I talk about inside the Road to 100K and the 100K Club Mastermind is about organic traffic. It's the best traffic of the traffic for where most of us are in our business. And yet, paid ads exist. Paid traffic exists. So today, we have a special guest that's going to help us. They are going to help us answer questions like, do paid ads really work? Um... Trish, I'm just at the start phase of business. Will it help me as I'm just starting out in my bricks and mortar therapy company? Or some of you who are growing and scaling, Trish, the phone is ringing. I'm already working a million hours. How will these paid ads actually help me? And when should I move from this kind of unpaid organic traffic I've been working so hard on to paid traffic? So there's a shift for you out there to make from, I'm just a therapist. I've got my boots on the ground. I'm going to build this in an inexpensive, because I know OTs are pretty frugal, way to, you know, I'm a big, bad business owner. I'm a CEO. I'm going to own a little bit of that. And I'm going to maybe jump into some paid ads. Today, our guest is a part mom, part wine, and 
coffee lover, part marketing agency owner. She is the owner of Jackie Ellis Marketing. And she is 100% obsessed with helping entrepreneurs simplify their marketing so they can get better results and enjoy more of their life. Uh, Okay, thumbs up so far. Jackie understands that running a business is a ton of work and it can cause a ton of stress. And it's no fun. And they understand what it feels like to worry every day about where your next lead or customer is coming from. And listen to this. They have a deeper understanding of that stress because Jackie had a stress-related heart attack at the age of 34. And she set out on a mission to help other female entrepreneurs get more bang for their buck with Facebook ads. And she's here today to help us take the stress of marketing off our plate. You'll notice that Jackie is not an OT. We have gone outside of the OT bubble. Hooray! Because many of you have said you want more experts, particularly successful female entrepreneurs that are outside of OT. And this is Jackie's area of expertise. Guess what? She's also the host of the So Worth It podcast. And what we know about our audience is they love them a podcast. So let's welcome Jackie Ellis. Welcome. Oh my gosh, Trish, that intro was amazing. (laughs) Amazing. And your voice is so soothing. I was like hypnotized listening to you. Oh my goodness. Thank you so much. That's such a compliment from a podcaster. Okay. I have a very important question. Now, we are actually recording these because we use these for promotions. Cat out of the bag. We haven't talked about this at all publicly. We're actually getting a YouTube channel going. We're going to have some TikTok happening. We are expanding in traffic. So people know that I am currently sitting in (laughs) Studio C, which is Studio Closet. For those who are not watching this yet, where are you sitting? Okay, nobody actually knows this. So you guys will be the first. I I know, I know. So my office, actually, my office, I'm using air quotes, used to be the end of my kitchen counter. Yeah. So there's like a little, like sometimes people have a little nook where there's a plug and like a a bar stool, you know, at the end of the counter or whatever. That was me. I made my first $500,000 sitting in like a three by three, you know, area and with my dining room behind me. And now I still don't have an actual recording room or an office. I am in our theater room in my house in the corner. Yeah. So my dogs like sleep on the couch next to me. And sometimes there's someone playing the Xbox next to me, but (laughs) this is it. I was going to mention that you have some co-hosts. Do you have a co-host behind you right now? I think he moved, but yes, normally I have a puppy that sits on my chair behind me because I usually stand at my desk, but yeah. (laughs) Wonderful. Well, thank you for painting that beautiful picture. I know that our listeners are going to be really leaning in even more carefully to know that you're not perfect. I'm not perfect. We can create products that change lives, that make money from our closets, or the end of our kitchen counter. So thank you so much for sharing that. Okay, Jackie, let's dive into our first question, which is, how do you get paid? Meaning, tell us exactly what you do. 
Well, Trish, I used to get paid counting push-ups for a living. So for 17 years, I was a personal trainer and I ran a health club. And that's actually how I got into marketing because I realized that I was kind of done counting push-ups for a living, right? I mean, that's a joke. That's not really what I did, but that was a big part of what I did. And trying to find new clients and new members for the health club became an obsession for me. And it turns out it was something that I was really good at. I ended up leaving my day job and starting my agency after I had a heart attack. I decided I wanted more of my own time back, more freedom to build something for myself and not for someone else. Right. So I walked away with this idea that I was going to create something marketing, you know, something marketing related. And here we are with a full service Facebook ads and copywriting agency. And I make money helping other people make money essentially, which I love. I love what I do. I love hearing that. Well, I've been on your website and I know that you have two similar pillars. You talk about freedom. Mm -hmm. We talk about impact. We use the word impact here, which is having the freedom to be able to take your mission and your life's work and change clients' lives, change patients' lives and the lives of your family. And also that paid piece, which is so important that we talk about. So there's a lot of synergies here. I kind of feel as though, even though we had the next question keyed up, (laughs) a good interviewer would not let this heart attack thing go past without (laughs) talking about that. I know people are like, Trish, I know your next question, which is about income and impact. It always is. But if you skip the heart attack thing, Uh. miss the point. How much do you want to talk about that? Well, whatever you think that your audience would find relevant. I mean, I'm, I'm an open book. So well, let's talk what do you want to know? Like at 34, I'm imagining that you were creating a family establishing your family if you didn't yeah. have kids already. I did. I had two yeah. young kids. They were away go. at grandma and grandpa's yeah. um, and for the you summer. Have a marriage and mm-hmm. you have pets and you have a mortgage and you have this career. And that is so similar to where, you know, the average we call them paid peeps, <laughs> the paid peep that is listening <laughs> to the podcast is. And so how do you handle all of that at that stage and still lean in to wanting your career to still be really? Hey, Trish. Yes, Ashley. As an OT entrepreneur who's just starting to make money, I bet you've thought, oh my gosh, I just got my first few clients. What the heck do I do now? Don't worry. At Therabyte, we have you covered. We heard you and we created intake and consent templates just for you. So you've downloaded the template and now you can say, amazing, I know exactly how to get my clients started. Oh, I wish I'd had this in the beginning. I pulled everything together and needed something this efficient. Okay. So where can listeners find these templates, Ashley? Super easy. The link will be in the show notes. You just hop over to our website, find templates, and you've got your download. Sounds great. Really important. Well, that's a, that's a really good question, Trish. That's a good way of putting it because here's the thing. 
at, at that point in my life, I had two young kids and I did have a full-time job. So I was working for some, which there's nothing wrong with this at all, but I was working for someone else's dream, right? Yeah, and we that talk was about causing... that actually. We have oh, a okay. podcast. We had an episode. It was one of our most popular about when is the right time to have a job as mm -hmm. an entrepreneur. And there are. We have no shame in that game around here. Yeah. Excellent. I mean, as you know, my husband has worked um, full time and as a mom, I have worked some, I've mm -hmm. worked none. I have worked yeah. full time, part time, Me the too. whole thing. Right. Me too. And I've been so lucky to be able to, you know, dip my toes in all these different areas. But what I found was working full time as much as I loved what I did in fitness, um, it caused a lot of stress for me because it was not aligned with my priorities. So I couldn't, I had to rush in the morning to get my kids to school. I was late picking them up or I wasn't home when they got off the bus. I was exhausted at the end of the day. I would fall asleep on the couch without having made dinner or done chores. I felt so much responsibility for everything in our family's life at, and at work that it was just too much. And my body was telling me I was actually out on a run. Oh. Like I was a quarter of a mile from my house running. Jackie. I felt a stabbing pain and I was like, something's wrong. I feel like I want to lie down on the side of the road, but I don't want to alarm anyone. Totally. That's, as a woman, that's what we think, oh, yeah. right? I don't want anyone to worry about me having a heart attack, right? I didn't know I was having a heart attack, but <laughs> anyway, those are the thoughts that were you going through my mind. You medically gaslit yourself. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> but I knew that I wanted, I loved having a purpose for myself outside of just being a mother, right? I mean, not just being a mother, but you know what I mean? There's oh, responsibilities yeah. that I have at home and there's a different kind of fulfillment that you have in a career. And I knew that I needed a little bit of that. And I knew that there was this entrepreneurial spirit within me that I wanted to tap into, but I needed to figure something out that was aligned with my priorities. I had to be able to put family first and work a schedule that allowed me to do that money that I made that made it worth it. And so that's how I kind of got into the agency. I just took on a couple clients and realized, oh, you know what? I can do this amazing thing for them. And it still creates the amazing freedom for me. Right. So that's kind of how that transitioned. I think that my body telling me, like, it was like, enough is enough, Jackie. Like, listen to me right now. You need to make a change. You need to reevaluate your life and how you're living your life. And unfortunately, that scary thing was the thing that had to happen to scream at me to change. But here we are. So did you have a crystal ball? This is my follow-up question to this. <laughs> and then we're going to move on. Did you have a crystal ball or... How did you keep that positivity and hope for what was coming next? Because I'm telling you, like the listeners know that I've been experiencing some of my own health issues, which we haven't gotten into depth because it's not relevant at this point. And I have to tell you, the days and the months where I feel really lousy, mm -hmm. my brain is not a good, happy place. I'm like... I don't know if I can do this. I know that I have so much to give. How am I going to make this happen? You know, what's the future hold? Like, how did you kind of bridge the acute onset of the illness to dun dun dun, dun look at what I created? That is such a good question. I don't know that I have, I have an answer for that. I think I just kept thinking, well, 
Let me back up for just a second. One important thing for everyone to know is I was in the best shape of my life. Okay. The reason that I say that is because I underwent tons of testing and they could not find a reason for what Mm -hmm. happened to me. And when I, the way that I mentally got over this was by journaling and praying. Like I had to search within. And the answer that I found was I was, like I said, I was living a life that was not aligned with my priorities. And inside there was this inner like turmoil that was just a mismatch and it was creating stress for me. And so I realized that whatever I was going to do, I wasn't going to be satisfied in the job, staying in the job that I had. I wasn't going to be satisfied at home hundred percent. I had to find something and build something that would satisfy me and would allow me to not be stressed all the time and allow me those priorities. So did I have a crystal ball? No, I still don't. I wish I did. I still don't really even have the answer, but every day in my business, I think about, is this aligned with my priorities? Mm. Someone asked me to get on a call with them this week. I would love to get on a call with them this week, but I had too many things booked. And I knew, I felt in my body that that was like, (gasps) just feeling a little tight. If I said yes, and when I said, I'm sorry, I can't this week, maybe next week, I felt like, you know, and I just have to listen to that more. So it's day by day, Trish, (laughs) honestly, it's still a journey. (laughs) Good. Thank you. It's such a healthy, real answer. I'm thinking about those of you who are listening now who are in a job and want to change. There's a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are in that situation. and. I was in that place and very driven to change, as people know, because I found myself as a single parent writing far too many paid time off slips to my boss who was 20 years younger than me (laughs) to go (laughs) to my kids' parent-teacher interviews. I was like, there's got to be a better way. Mm -hmm. Um, And your catalyst was the heart attack. And then there's people out there that have an OT business, whether they're in the prove-it-to-yourself make five, make a hundred thousand, stay open for five years, kind of starty phase. And those people who have established businesses and still need that discipline on the daily. Mm-hmm. And so I love that you, your story has resonated with all of those types of people that are listening right now. So thank you. Okay. Income and impact. What are your income and impact goals for your company this year? So I was thinking about this because I know you asked this question and I'm not an OT. So this might, you know, I was like, how am I going to answer this? But here's the thing. I decided this many years ago, however much money I make in my business, I want to make at least 10x for the clients that I work with right? Not in, not necessarily individually, but uh, like cumulatively, right? So if I bring in a million dollars into my business, I better be making $10 million for other business owners, right? So, and that really is the goal that I set for myself to be generating $10 million worth of revenue for the marketing that I do for my clients. So yearly, yearly. Yes. Yes. Maybe that'll be bigger someday, but that is that's like the value that I want to be able to provide to them. So right now that's our metric. <laughs> that's beautiful. So just so you know, the average OT is has their jaw open. Like we don't talk, you know, in tens of millions. I definitely have met and have coached and consulted with 
OT entrepreneurs who have seven-figure businesses. And yet that number, they're almost too busy to understand that number. I can't even comprehend that number, honestly. <laughs> this is just like 1.4, 1.5, like, you know, maybe 2 million. And there, it's also taking them like 1.9 to make it, right? So I just want <laughs> you to know that as you're talking these numbers, like you're just being such a... Anyways, I just love talking to female entrepreneurs, no matter what we do, because it's just so healthy. Yeah. And there's so it's so funny because, I mean, when I first started, numbers, the meaning of numbers have changed so much for me, right? And so I am in a little bit different of a space. A lot of my clients are online, you know, businesses. But even to say, if someone paid me $1,000, mm-hmm. I would want to be able to generate $10,000, you know, for them. 10X. I want to 10X what people you know, contribute to my business back out into the world. That's my goal. Snap. Is that really 1990s? <laughs> I know if my 19-year-old daughter was listening to this, she'd be like, oh my gosh, mom, I just got a middle part today. Do you know? Oh, see, you've got a side part, Jackie. So, so I'd middle I parted my hair this morning and my daughter was like, what happened to the earth? <laughs> did she agree with it or did she like tease Guess you about what? it? Because I middle part and my daughter teases me. Guess what? What? She shocked me. She had a moment of growth. Oh. She said, Mom, <laughs> slay is what she said. <laughs> I was like, slay? Oh my God. I'm like my 19-year-old daughter, like, I'm like embarrassed by her attention. Oh my gosh. Like <laughs> See, the thing about when you're in your 40s and you change your part is like my color job is not uh-huh. for that part, right? Yeah. Well, so- that's why I have a middle part because I actually just came from getting my hair done. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> and I almost went like to like do side part, but I walked in before and she was like, oh, middle part, mom. And I was like, uh oh, here we go. And then I said, Do I look like mutton trying to be lamb? Do you know that expression or is that just European? Like mutton dressed as lamb, which means like you're too young. You shouldn't. Like, yeah. And she goes, No, mom, slay. I was like, oh, I love it. Thank you. Uh, so why was I on that topic? Why did I start talking about middle parts? I don't know, but I love Point. it. <laughs> I had a point. Oh, nuts. I talked myself out of it. Okay, well, we're not going to cut this part out. Okay, maybe it'll come back to me why I actually brought that up. It was relevant to 10Xing. Nope, I don't remember. Okay. (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Um, Here's the question. People know about paid ads in our world. Mm -hmm. And I think they really have no idea when to use them or the best way to use them. So maybe we could break that down into a two-parter question. Let's talk about when, and it's Mm -hmm. not necessarily using your agency because I know you've got a client profile on there and we'll make sure people know how to get in touch with you at the end. Mm -hmm. It's kind of average therapist, and we talked a little bit about who our people are before we got on this podcast episode and hit record. Like, when is the right time for somebody to lean into paid advertising? And I do want you to know that OTs are some of the most frugal people I've ever met. So if you could also talk about that ROI, I love that bridge between how you get an ROI for your clients and what the ROI then is for paid ads to quote unquote, make sure you get that money back. Yeah. I love this because I think this is something a lot of people don't talk about. And a lot of 
so-called ad experts will will just say you can run ads anytime. Every business should be running ads. And I don't believe that for a second. Mm. I think that the right time to run ads is when you have something to sell. First of all, a lot of people will run ads to generate leads and not even have something ready to offer. Right. And I don't Mm -hmm. think that, especially if money is a thing, which Mm -hmm. it's a thing for everyone pretty Mm -hmm. much. Right. But if you have a small um, advertising budget or small budget in general, you don't have money to waste Mm -hmm. to acquire leads to then put them on a shelf and just collect dust, right? So you yeah. need to have something to offer them, a way to make money after you generate a lead, right? So that's the first thing. You have to be prepared. The second thing is you have to be prepared with your fulfillment of that, mm-hmm. okay? You might have the thing to sell them, but how are you going to make that offer? So let me give you an example. Maybe you see an ad for... I'm going to use a gym as an example, because I was a personal trainer. We ran ads to get new clients and new members, right? So let's say that you're scrolling on Instagram and you see this $20 for a month of personal training or something like that, or a month of classes. And you're like, oh, that's amazing. I'm going to sign up. So you put, it says, just put your name and email and we'll contact you. Okay. Now we already know that they have something to sell because they said $20 for a month of, of personal training. But do they have a system in place to actually fulfill this? Do they know who is going to be calling that lead and following up or who is going to be sending that email to follow up? Or maybe it's automated, which is my favorite option um, because it takes that stress off your plate. I'm all about marketing that takes stress off your plate, right? That's part of the reason that I love paid ads is because well, this is kind of taking me off on a little bit of a tangent, but I'm going to go here for a second. Tangents. Hey, listen, okay. I just did a whole tangent on middle parts and completely forgot to wind it back. So you tangent your little face off. Have fun. <laughs> I will try to wind it back. But um, um, so when you're only using social with organic content, it's kind of like a hamster wheel, in my opinion, because I don't do organic, right? I, I could you know, maybe, maybe this is not the way it is, but this is the way it is in my mind. It's kind of like trying to keep up on a hamster wheel, right? Because you post organically and that content expires. Like it has this very short lifespan. Okay. When we run paid ads, it never expires until we turn it off. Right. So we're forcing it into people's, you're paying to get people to see it and hopefully take the action that you want them to take. And I just think, wow, I could create these one or two ads and put a little bit of money behind them and then go away, (laughs) move away from my computer, go live my life. And if it was done well and it was done right, then it should be gaining some traction for me in my business. But you have to have those things on the back end. You have to have a system for getting your lead in and making them an offer. So that's when I think the right time to run ads is if you don't have an offer yet, or you're still in the process of creating, like, who's going to be calling them? Who's going to be following up? How are you going to take the payment? How are you going to book the appointment? Then don't start ads yet. You're not quite ready for ads. You could figure, figure it out organically first. And then you had a second part to that question, Trish. I can't remember. It was when, and then how do you ensure you're getting an ROI on that because we don't have, like when you talk about a marketing budget, I can tell you right now, most of the listeners 
because most of the people that listen to this podcast are like making less than 500,000 a year, would mm-hmm. say zero, of course. <laughs> <laughs> and what I do find as an addendum is that people that are making more will often have all that money sitting in their account. They haven't paid themselves a good wage to begin with. They have a zippo idea what to do with that profit. They're scared that one day it's all going to disappear. And so they need to pay their, like no three-month emergency plan. This is like a bajillion years emergency plan to make sure their team is well taken care of. And (laughs) they have never done, you know, they might have invested in coaching or consulting. Mm -hmm. But I mean, beyond that, to them, marketing is a revenue expense, not a revenue generator. So yeah, how does how does that work with paid ads? Well, let me say this first. First of all, these are my people because I used to save 100% of my income because I thought all of it had to go to taxes. So I just put all of it in an account and I thought that the government was going to take it all. So <laughs> and you're in the just, US, you're not even in Canada I, where the government does take so much of it. <laughs> yeah. And my accountant was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm saving for taxes. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but I think we need to change our, our mindset around marketing and around a budget because it's not an expense. It's an investment and you're doing it anyway. You're paying, well, you should be paying yourself. So figure that out first. But if you are doing any social media, if you're creating content, if you're doing videos, if you're posting, you're spending time, which means that you're spending money, right? Because you should be paying yourself to do that. If you're not, do. And then note how much time you're spending. Okay. Let's say that you will let's just say that you pay yourself $20 an hour. Okay. Let's just say that just a nice, even round number, $20 an hour. And let's say that you spend four hours a week crafting content to post on social. Let's include also time that you're spending writing emails or updating your website or anything that gets your message out there. And someone could like take a next step with you. I would consider that time spent on marketing. So you can continue to spend that time every week on marketing. And let's say it's four hours. So that's $80 a week, or you can spend that time initially and then flip the switch and automate it with ads, right? So now you've got $80 a week to spend on ads instead of spending on creating that. So you see it becomes an investment because now it's getting you leads and it's not just a time suck. That's how I think. So, And I love that you, because we've been using, I introduced this talking about traffic and you're actually talking about leads, which is really good. And I don't want the listener to get confused because I'm Mm -hmm. constantly asking the question, is it a traffic lead or is it a customer? And maybe my own bias is showing. I bought paid Facebook ads for the OT Entrepreneur Summit, like a People that are listening will know what that is. And I felt as though it got us traffic, Mm -hmm. but the leads, and we had the whole funnel set up, like we had the whole system. I found that it wasn't automatic leads, so to speak. Like the phone didn't keep ringing. People didn't keep like emailing us saying, I saw your ad. I think this is fabulous. Let me buy tomorrow. So maybe (laughs) I'm saying, and then again, I guess that's part of the question is, are there any right questions to ask when you're approaching a Facebook ads, I say Facebook, but like a paid ads person to ensure that it's not just a bunch of traffic coming to your door and then you are, mm-hmm. but they're not becoming customers? Yeah. This is a tricky thing because a lot of people that run paid ads 
are only experts in the in like setting up the ad and analyzing the data maybe, right? But I always tell our clients like ads are just one piece of the puzzle. So this is going to sound maybe a little bit crass, but it's like if the ad generates the traffic, if people are clicking on the ad and it's getting them to where you want to go, let's say that you have a page, a website page that says, you know, come attend my seminar or something like that online, in person, doesn't matter. If I'm getting people there, but they're not taking the action, like don't point the finger at the ad right. because the so ad's job, issue. Okay. yeah, well, a copywriting, a messaging, you know, something, mm-hmm. the ad's job is only to create interest. Got okay. It. So that is traffic. Then so that is traffic. The sales mm-hmm. page job. Okay. So then it's like, yeah, it's like, imagine going to a, an actual store. I was just talking to my copywriting team about this this morning, actually, um, we go to a store and there's a big flashy sign outside and it's like 75% off, you know, and it's like, oh my gosh, who doesn't love a great sale? And it's like, whatever, whatever interests you, this is this big flashy sign. And you're like, yes. And you walk in the door and you're like, well, this isn't what I expected or they're sold out or they don't have, you know what I mean? So it got your attention, but once you're there, it wasn't quite congruent with, with what you saw outside of the store. Right. And that's what happens a lot of times. The ad, that's why it's really important if someone else is going to be creating your ads for you, that they understand the ad is just a piece of the puzzle and they have to know what's happening after that so that they can kind of match that messaging and match that feel. I think that's great. And I think that's another thought of mine. And I wonder if it's the thought of other OT entrepreneurs out there, and I'd like you to reflect on this, Jackie, is that Mm -hmm. I want to be able to pay. I don't want to DIY it. And Mm -hmm. I know that you have a part of your business that is DIY. People can buy that. And OTs are such DIYers that Mm -hmm. they, I want to make, because I don't think it's just putting in like clicking the radius and clicking the, you know, (laughs) female kids, because I was in peds for years, right? This, that, and the other, and then like go. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot more to it and copy and messaging and then deciding when you hit a certain ceiling of interest to then get to retargeting. Like there's a whole bunch of other things behind it, which is why I've been wanting to save for paid ads when I know that we've got all the rest of it kind of nailed in this business. What are your thoughts on that? Well, what are my thoughts on DIYing versus, yeah. Um, I think that you have to understand a little bit whether it's about the ads in particular. I don't think you have to understand the ad setup so much, but you have to understand, know your expectations for the ads, what are realistic Mm. and understand how they are a piece of something greater. Okay. So like I was saying before, like what happens after someone clicks on the ad, you have to understand that because you started ads yesterday and it spent $20 and you don't have any results from that yet, it was not a failure. Okay. That it takes time. You have to understand maybe how much time it takes, what your expectation should be from that. If you got 11 people to click on your ad and go to that page for your summit, 
and nobody signed up, that was not a failure. You don't have enough data there to understand. Some of these things are important to know, but do you have to know how to DIY your whole, like all of the ads that you would ever want to create? No, I don't think so. In my opinion, the most important thing, whether you are a local business or you are an online business, there's tricky things about ads for both in terms of targeting. For a local business, like you said, you might be saying a woman between this age and this age in this local area, okay? And you're probably not going to get much more specific than that. That's hard. That's hard because it might be a very small population in that area. For online businesses, our targeting has changed because, well, I won't get into all the technical stuff, but most of your listeners probably know if they have iPhones that there was a big update that Apple did that now has made us a little bit blind to some of the targeting and the tracking, okay? And what that does is it's created a broader audience for us to deliver to. Well, here's the thing that both of these have in common. The way that you speak to the person that sees your ad will either attract them or repel them. So it becomes even more important for you to have a strong message. Okay. So nowadays it's not going to be enough to say $20 gym membership, right? We need to be, who is this for? What are the results that they could, that they could expect? Why would they want to join? What's in it for them? Right. Sometimes the savings is enough, like a discount is enough, but most times people want something that feels more specific to them, more, I guess that's the best way to say it, the more specific to them. They want to feel what's in it for them, basically. So messaging becomes really important. Well, and I think the more you get to know that client of yours, mm-hmm. the more you'll know. Like I, as a bricks and mortar, when I had my peds clinic, I mean, honestly, I had to stop people from spending money. Like they were like, we'll come every day, right? I'm like, oh, there's no evidence to show that that is the best. Uh, well, you know, we'll just change our basement into like a home gym. Like, we'll buy everything you tell us to buy. Uh, Yeah, no, we're not going to start with that either. Like, let's grab some sidewalk chalk. (laughs) You know, when can we start? Can we start tomorrow? You know, we'll take the, can we have two therapists? Like, because I think those parents at that point were so panicked. And plus, those of you who are parents to kids or fur babies, like, you know, you'll do anything. You'll skip your own dentist. Exactly. Exactly. There's nothing you you need for your people, right? Yeah. And I find that that has been super eye-opening because my ideal audience has totally changed in the last couple of years to online OT entrepreneurs. I mean, they don't, they care a lot more about savings, for example, and there is a very different way of speaking. And so I know you have a copywriting element to the agency. It just seems like you couldn't possibly not then. That becomes a really big part of it. Is that so? Yes. Well, Mm -hmm. I think we've become known for our messaging. For creating, like people come to us because they know that we create high converting ad copy. Like Mm -hmm. that's what we do. So that used to be only me. I used to be the only copywriter in the agency and that was a lot of work. So just kind of on a whim, I decided to create an internship for copywriters. So copywriters who have experience writing copy, but not necessarily ad copy, come Mm -hmm. in, learn from me. And then we use, it's I guess it's not really an internship. It's an apprenticeship, we call it, Mm -hmm. and study underneath me. So I created this like separate wing for the business because we needed it so desperately. At the other end of your kitchen? Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other yeah. wing. The other wing of my kitchen. The other, the other end of the counter. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. So yeah, we do have an, an element of copywriting. And I just want to say, because I know like talking about brick and mortar and online, it's probably confusing because I'm like, the message is so important. Let me just say this. There's a little hack for for both types of businesses. Okay. Yeah. No matter if you're creating organic content, paid ads, whatever, there is something irresistible about a case study. Okay. This would be, I think, especially helpful for OTs. If you can share a story, it doesn't even have to be, I mean, sure, you could share the, the face and the name of the person or a video of the person, but it doesn't have to be. It could be, you know, let's just call him Joe, you know, but sharing a story of someone else's results that they got working with you or the bef- kind of a before and after, a journey, that sort of thing, whether it is not the exact same thing that someone else is going through or not, the specificity of a story, there's something that people relate to, even if it's not close to their own story. I, I It's kind of hard to explain, but there's something relatable about that and powerful, even if it's not the exact same thing. Maybe some people listening heard my heart attack story and have a chronic illness exactly. that they exactly just plugged in their chronic illness to that and thought, oh my gosh, right? So there's something powerful about sharing stories about yourself, about your business, about your clients that can create very strong messaging. And and that's already created for you. You don't even have to make up the story. The story already exists, right? So that makes for an easy ad to create, I guess is what I'm saying. What a great tip for going forward. Thank you. I would love to start getting into our rapid fire questions for the Let's end. Do it. How are you feeling about it? I'm very nervous about rapid fire. I will be honest, but Medium let's do fire. it. <laughs> I'm pretty verbose. And you know what? I completely lost my train of thought. Maybe somebody will lean into the untold story of, oh, Trish does what I do, talks and then forgets you know, what she's talking about. Oh, Trish is like, you know, losing her mind just as much as I am. Okay. Here we go. So like medium fire questions. There are one, two, three, there are four. Here we go. Hit me. What is your biggest personal money splurge? Oh my gosh. My biggest personal money splurge. Okay. I'm actually in the middle of it right now. I haven't actually splurged on it, but it's sitting in my cart and I'm going to. So there is this, I'm always trying to manage stress in my life. And there is this mat that I want to buy. It's called a PEMF mat. Do you know about this? I might tell me. Oh my gosh. Okay. I think I know this mat. (laughs) So all of a sudden it's popping up everywhere. Like I'm seeing entrepreneurs using it. On a paid ad. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe we were served the same ad <laughs> you will be now and probably exactly. thank you to the listeners yeah of the, you just know, by the, listening everyone's gonna get ads for this exactly. now <laughs> okay keep talking so it's called pulse electromagnetic ther- therapy i think something like that frequency therapy whatever and it's like a yoga mat and it's heated infrared heat it has crystals in it it has like all these different features that evidently astronauts use when they return from space to help their bodies heal. And I'm like, yep, I'm basically calling myself an astronaut. I need this. So I'm just going to lie on it and let it do its magic, but it's a splurge. So that's it. Okay. That's so my splurge. I love this. I, for, <laughs> I have, so again, on my health journey, one of the things 
I'm going to have to do an episode on this, but I feel like the ultimate influencer by actually saying, come listen to my like brand new health journey. Because literally everybody hits a certain level, in my opinion, that I listen to online of like, Mm -hmm. and now here's how I dealt with my chronic health. I like hired a shaman and I like took some crystals or, or they went, they leaned into some, you know, things that were more evidence-based, but it's not just like medication, right? Yeah. Um, So I actually am at an evidence-based again, very important for the OTs in the audience, clinic that I haven't talked about at all. And they prescribed, you know, great, very kind of typical run-of-the-mill MD. And then they also have some of that Andrew Huberman stuff, like the kind of cutting edge. And one mm-hmm. of the things they have me do is being on a light bed. <gasps> oh, yeah. it's heaven. And it literally, it's like mitochondrial and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But, and then the second, t- and then I heard of this mat. Because Jenna Kutcher talked about it. Some, yes. Yes. Okay. She and the then she's friends podcast. with Amy Porterfield and Amy yeah. talked about it. And there so I'm not buying the same one because oh, I got to do my God. own thing. Okay. But um, <laughs> I was like, okay, this seems like I like both of these people. This might right? be legit. This might, So they pushed me. They pushed me over the okay. edge. Well, yeah. same, same. And, you know, it's funny because as I said, I was like really skeptical about Anyways, you reach a certain point in your health where you're like, okay, well, the, the same same is not working. So what else am I going to do here? <laughs> yeah. And again, mm-hmm. very evidence-based. Like this is run by MDs, et cetera. And I can honestly tell you the infrared, the red light has like really changed a big part of my health. And now I sound like the ultimate online influencer. <laughs> okay. No, I love that because this has red light too. Yeah, and I'm looking at the ad. Yeah. And I was like, I mean, people are saying amazing things, but I'm like, is it people who like the reviews? Is it people who are already apt to say something like that? Like who are already into this kind of thing? Cause this isn't my thing. And yes, this is good. outside at my box, that you know? So yeah. Yeah. I love it. So well, anyway, OTs yeah, but, are very open-minded and yet they're also like, Show me, show me the evidence, right? Yeah. So that's why yeah. I'm having this conversation. <laughs> okay. What about business-related splurge? What do you feel like you spend, are spendy on that is just a no-brainer for you because of the return on the investment? Books. I yeah. know that's like the unsexiest answer probably, it but is. right before <laughs> it is right before January in December, I was like, Oh, I got to spend a little bit of money before the new year, you know? Yeah. And I must've ordered 15 books at least. And yeah, so I'm a big reader. I love, like, I can't not stimulate my mind. I need yeah. that. I need that, but I'm about to buy a walking treadmill a, we're literally the pad. same human i have <laughs> stacks of business books beside my bed and me, then i get upset because i yeah well i go into bed and then i go i'm not going to read a business book in bed i need to turn my brain off so then i leave my room work 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 and then i'm like darn it so i actually need to put i'm working with a manager of operations to get more time for me to live in my zone of genius which is like consuming mm-hmm. these books and making big changes right mm-hmm. okay and I also, oh my God, I lost my train of thought again. This is why I go to this clinic. What did you mention after that? Walking pads. Oh yeah. And I'm totally walking pad influenced because I work from home now and I don't like, I'm not on the floor with kids like I was for 25 years, right? Mm-hmm. I just looked at something like that yesterday. So walking yeah. pad. Yeah. So I actually, I have injured my back from sitting at my desk uh-huh. too much. Yeah. Like my hips are so tight yeah. that... And now I'm standing and I have these goofy, goofy slippers with arch support that I have to wear. 
Yeah, I feel I'm I feel older than I am, Trish. Okay, well, I am old, so that's fine. You can just let it rip. <laughs> oh here. my gosh! Oh my gosh! And I'm at my standing desk in my slippers, you know. Yeah. Um, but I was like, I think I need to move. And I live in the Pacific Northwest. It is rainy all the time. So I was like, I think I'm going to get one of those walking pads under my desk. So that's my business. We might have to connect because I fell on the ice the other day because I live in Canada, and mm-hmm. I it just went right out from under. I've Growing up here, I don't know how to walk. And again, I was taking a stupid mental health walk in the middle of the stupid day with so I can get some stupid vitamin D. Like I'm doing the things, right? In fact, I borrowed my neighbor's dog because I don't even have a dog. And I was like, oh, that's important for my like mental health is to be around a pet. And then I just went boom. And I have fallen every winter significantly. Like Aww. not ER visit worthy, but just yeah. almost. And I was like, gosh darn it. And that is truly also what has propelled me looking at this walking desk is because mocking that because I'm like, I now hesitate to go out because I'm like, oh, I'm going to fall down and you're just going to get wet. We can't have it. We can't no. have it. No. Why does okay. it have to be so hard? I just want to move my body. <laughs> you, know? Listen, you had a flipping heart attack. Everything above that is gravy. Right? At that True. point, I'd be like, I must. I can't possibly have another heart attack. Okay. Uh, last two questions. Where do you have paid help in your life? Oh, good question. Well, I have a team and I'm always looking for ways to utilize my team better. I have two teenagers who I actually do pay to work in my business and I pay them Great. to do you know, some chores around the house. And I was just exploring because we moved into a, a new house recently with a larger yard. I was just exploring some other options for help around the house too, not just in business. So for example, a gardener. I know that sounds so, that sounds like the ultimate luxury Fancy. to me. I know, so fancy. In fact, remember when I said my, that my desk was in the kitchen? with my dining room behind me. Well, it has this big picture window in the dining room. Mm -hmm. And one day I was on a call with a client and my husband was doing yard work and the client on the call said, Oh, I can see your gardener behind you. And I was cracking up. Like I didn't realize my husband was like mowing the lawn. Like you could see him back and forth. And I was like, yes, that's my gardener. (laughs) That's amazing. Otherwise known as Bob. My husband. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know your husband's name. I just <laughs> well, that sounds delightful. And especially yeah. in the Pacific Northwest, like things grow there. Oh, and they're, yeah, it's, it's grown out of control. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last question. If I could mm-hmm. wave my magic money wand and put seven figures into your business right now, what would you spend it on? Oh my gosh. Does it have to be business related or can I take this out? <laughs> can I you can decide. See, now that's a sophisticated question. I always say, and I stole it from James Wedmore, and I, like I have a lot of issues with James Wedmore, but some he has some darn good quotes. And one of them is, the quality of your life is determined by the quality of your questions. So you asked a darn good question, which is like, well, what is this? Is this take home? Is this profit? Is this like, okay, yes, you can do whatever you want. Go for okay. it. Okay. Well, here's what I'm doing. I'm taking out the cash and I'm buying a travel trailer, like a deluxe, like maybe even like an RV or something. Because mm-hmm. one thing that my husband and I realized is we love road trips and I just want to be like, why couldn't I take my business on the road? 
right? I mean, my team can manage things. I can manage whatever. And I just want to see our, I just want to see this beautiful country that we live in, explore places. And I don't want to do it in a tent. So thank goodness for the million dollars you deposited in my account because I am buying a nice trailer. (laughs) Well, guess what? I'll give you a travel tip. So if you just drive north because you're in Bellingham, Washington, and you cross the border, first Mm -hmm. of all, you're in a whole other country. It's called Canada. And the second of all, we have a lot of nature, like a lot of it. You're mm-hmm. in British Columbia. You can just drive east. You can come visit me in the Rocky Mountains in Alberta. And your dollar will go further because yeah. you get an extra 30%. So your dollar is a dollar thirty in Canada. I know. How's we used that? to come up to Canada and shop. When I first moved here, like in 2001, I think. The dollar was similar, and we used to come up to Canada and shop all yep. the time. Well, Vancouver's right there. Good shopping. I'm just trying to help you. I'm writing coffee. I'm telling a Thank story. You. Thank you. Yes. Travel trail. And you know what? I could feel it as you were telling me. I'm like, yeah, envisioning it. That's the thing about story. You can't not picture it. You there know. There we go. Love there it. There we Love go. It. Well, thank you, Jackie. Tell. Everybody listening, because I know if they are interested in paid ads and they want to know more, as Mm -hmm. I said, you're the first person we've highlighted, the first time we've highlighted this topic on this podcast. Where can they find you so they can learn more? Well, you can always find me on my website, and that is Jackie-Ellis.com. I have some freebies and goodies and information there. But also, if you like to listen, I talk a lot about marketing and ads on my podcast. So worth it. You can just look up so worth it podcast. And I even created like a little mini series. If you scroll back, I think to November, December of 2022, there's like a five-part mini series where I talk specifically about ads and marketing. And I think that would be a really good place to start. That's perfect. Well, we'll also include those links in the show notes. And, you know, we might find you on the PEMF Matt influencer (laughs) sites. With some affiliate link. Okay, if you get one too, you're gonna have to. We'll we'll post pictures of us on our maps or something. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you so much for today. This was a blast. Thank you for having me. I really, really enjoyed it. You're delightful and such a great interviewer. I love it. You thanks. This has been OTs Get Paid, recorded live in Studio C. That's Studio Closet. I'm Trish Williams. If you had feedback on today's episode, send us a DM on IG at OTs Get Paid or join our Facebook group at OTs Get Paid. We would really love to hear from you. We'd also love it if you could subscribe and write a review for the podcast. Each month, I'll pick a random review for a shout out to get your name and business on the air. Until next time. 